You've tuned into Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that the messages provide an atmosphere for growth and grace in your relationship with Christ and an opportunity for you to gather together in community, whether online or in person. Now let's go into the message. Understand it and love it. I'm so glad I have what I need to grow. I'm going to be coming to you from John chapter 6, verses 35 and 36, and it's coming from the English Standard Version. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you, you have seen me and yet do not believe All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. And at this time, Jesus is doing, he is performing miracles. He's going about, and he had just fed the 5,000, as we know. If those of you who don't know the story, to make it familiar, he was teaching And he saw he had been teaching and the people were hungry. So he go and he asked his disciples, do we have, you know, anything to feed? And all that was available was two fish and five loaves of bread. And Jesus later, he performed a miracle. He prayed for it. He blessed it. It increased. They had so much that they had leftovers after they had fed all the 5,000 and the women and the children. And even after seeing this, there were people who still doubted. And these were not the first miracles that he had performed. But people were still doubting that he was the true and living God. And how many times do we go through life and we always ask for people to uh, prove themselves over and over and over again? No matter what we see, for some reason, we choose not to believe it. We refuse to stand on what, you know, they say is the truth or what we have seen with our own eyes. For example, how many times have someone told you that, if you, you know, if you don't change your diet, this is going to happen. Well, my grandmama did it. My daddy did it. Okay, I'm telling you what you need to do. If you don't do it, this is going to happen to you. Or when we don't pay our bills on time or when we, whatever the case is, for some odd reason, we never want to believe that anything can happen to us or that the truth is not being, you know, that the truth that we see is not the truth that we want to believe. And a lot of times it's because of what we have gone through, what we've been taught, what we've witnessed. And that has a habit, we have a habit of seemingly wanting to hold on to things, even if we feel in our inner being is not true. And even if we see the evidence that something may not be true. For some odd reason, we feel it is easier to hold on to things that we know, be it good or bad. And at this time, the people asked Jesus and said unto them, he told them, I am the bread of life, and whoever comes to me shall hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. 
But they come back and say, and he also had to tell them, but I say to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. The people had seen the miracles. The people had seen, I'm talking about it had just happened. But for some reason, they still did not want to believe him. And if you go back up into the scripture, one of the questions, you know, they say, well, my, my father Moses, he received manna. And what Jesus had to tell them was they did, but that is not the living manna. And a lot of times what we want to base our life on happened for that back then. And what I mean is you are arguing and standing on someone else's story, someone else's testimony, and it was effective and it did help them in that moment. But what you need is not that. What you need is not the same manner that your grandfather and that your great-grandmother and whoever else had. You need what Jesus is offering currently. When the truth is standing in front of you, when miracles are standing in front of you, do not insult the Lord and tell him, that is not what my mom and daddy had. That is not what I saw. That is not what I read about from my grandmother. That is not the same story. The times, it's, it's not that. You're not living in that, in that time, in that space. He is not operating like that. He is not giving you that same manner. And you should not want to go back and have the same manner that is old and stale. When you have the living bread standing in front of you, the bread that you need, the daily bread that you need is speaking to you and offering you, but you still want to rely on what is old and what is former and what you really don't know about, but you've been told about. And you have to don't insult the Lord you know, with all these, these questions that you really, really don't want the answer to. And my question to you is, do you really want to change? Well, why would you ask me that question? Because Jesus told the people, you have seen my miracles. You stood right there. You saw it, but you still do not believe. Are you asking Jesus to show you miracles just so you can feel good on the inside, but you really don't believe? Do, don't you feel insulted when somebody asks you a question or asks you to do something for them and they really have no intentions of using the energy that you just exerted? And I had a lady ask me one time, well, why you never call me to ask me to do this? And I told her, I'm a straightforward person. I told her, ma'am, I, I would never want to insult you and waste your time. If I knew I was not ready to get myself together and do what I needed to do for A, B, C, and D, why would I ask you to spend your time just to make me feel good about something that I'm really not going to do? 
How many times do you sit there and you ask for things and you want things and you say, Lord, I really, really want a better job. But then you get the job and then you complain about the job or you get the job and you're not going to do what it takes to sustain or to stay on that job. Or you want relationships, you want friendships, but you want it to be whatever, however you want it to be. I don't, I don't like that, or I, I don't want to do that, or I, I don't understand. But you just ask for someone to show you some attention, someone to care about you. And when people start to care about you, it's not the way you want it to be, so you don't accept it. We don't have that option with the Lord. We don't have the option to tell the Lord, well, you didn't come in the way I wanted you to come, or you didn't do the miracle that I wanted you to do, or you didn't move in the way I wanted you to move, so I'm not going to receive you. What does that sound like? You don't even have the ability to work the miracle. You asked him for the help. He did it, but you still are not going to believe him. Make sure that you, even though you can't, before I even make this statement, you cannot do this. But for some reason, we think we can play with God's emotions. We think we have the ability to manipulate God to work in our favor. So sorry to tell you. You have no control on how God moves and when he moves. So never think that you have the ability to trick God. If God chooses to bless you, he knew that you still were not going to believe or do the work that it took to require that blessing. He did it because you asked him. So you have to know that there are times when you are going to go through, you're going to have to figure stuff out, you're going to have to lean and depend on him, but just know you're not tricking him into moving any faster or doing anything in your favor, and you're not tricking him in to make him believe that you are a true believer in him, or you're going to really do what it takes, you know, to walk it out or to make it, and do not get caught up in what is said my my thing to you is so what and why do I say so what because prior in the scripture they were saying things like well we know where you come from we know who you are and that is not you you can't be the messiah because you came to the earth like this how can you tell the person or god that is working the miracle and showing everything and doing everything that I'm still not going to go that way because John said it. And what do you mean by that? How many times does the word of God come forth and you're not going to be receptive because you know something about them or you know where they come from or you know their family dynamic or you know their work history or you know what region they come from and on the east coast they do things that way and in the south they do things this way. None of that makes any difference. Do not get caught up in your, um, your mind and you've made up 
uh, preconceived notions of how things are supposed to come to you and how you're supposed to be able to hear them and who's supposed to tell it to you. None of that makes any difference. If you need help, when help comes, you need to receive it. Do not get in the place to where I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't like them. So I'm, I'm not going to receive the word that the Lord said. Yeah, the Lord didn't say it. He wouldn't use them. The Lord wouldn't use that person. Or, uh, yeah, no, I just got off the phone with them last night. There's no way the Lord could have, you know, used, turned around and used them that way. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I don't understand why we get in those move modes and we feel like we have the right to judge everybody, but then get hurt when we're judged. You never want somebody to tell you God can't use you. And we say all the time, if God can use a donkey, which he did, why couldn't he use a person, an individual, the way that he wants to and when and how and where he wants to? Stop getting so caught up in, you know, your emotions and your feelings about people. None of that makes a difference. If you need help and when you see help coming, you need to receive it. Jesus told the people, he said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. The word bread is food or sustenance, livelihood. He told the people, I am your food. I am your sustenance. I am your livelihood. I am all and what you need Currently and from this point on, I am that. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. So that means he is what you need. He is what I need. He is what we need to sustain ourselves through life. In your diet, how are you eating? What are you eating? Are you eating correctly? Are you eating everything that tastes good when you want it and how you want it? And I'm not here to talk about it. Everybody can see. My, you can see me. But what I'm telling you is even I have to be cautious of how and what I eat. You cannot indulge yourself on everything and it's not I'm not only talking about your diet as in what you put in your mouth I'm talking about your diet and how you live what you watch what you listen to who you hang around all of those things are important all of those things are considered different forms of bread in your life and what do how do you mean that because you're consuming all of that you're consuming all of that. All of that is coming in you at some point, either through your eyes, through your ears, through your sensory, how you feel around people. All of those things matter. And you have to know at some point, all of those things will come out of you. So you can't take in a whole bunch of 
corruptness or a whole bunch of ill-got things or ill-willed things or things that are not good for your body or good for your mental or good for your spirit, good for your physical and think that you're going to prosper in a way that you're going to be able to live to your full capacity and be able to do all the things that God would have you to do. Because you're going to be filled with a bunch of gunk and a bunch of every now and then you have to get to the place to where you have to realize I have to get fresh bread in my life. You need to go back to the Lord and tell him, I, all right, I have taken in a lot of things. I've done a lot of things. I've been exposed to a lot of things. I've been around a lot of things. And these things are starting to consume me. You have to be at the point to where you realize that you need the livelihood of Jesus. You need that. And it's okay. We all go through life. We all get to different places and have different experiences to where we, we look up. And we don't know how we got there. We don't. We was, we was in the middle of, we was in the ocean and I was just floating. And when I was floating, I was close to land. And I closed my eyes. The wind felt good or I felt good in my situation. And the next thing you know, I am far out. I am at a place to where I almost feel like I can't return. I look around and nothing is familiar to me. I look around. I don't recognize nowhere that I am. I don't even know how I got to this place. I, I don't know how I started to feel this way emotionally. I don't know how I got to this place physically. I don't know how I got to this place. Because I was just going through life. And I was coasting or I was floating or I was just operating. And the next thing you knew, I am in a foreign place. And we all have got to that place. Either I don't care what, where you are in life, professionally, in your relationships, friend-wise, marriage-wise, with your children, with your, it, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. We have all come to the place to where we have to recognize that, I, yeah, my livelihood, I, what I thought I was operating in or where I thought I was, I'm not there. And when I tell you it's okay, it is okay. Because there are things that you can do to get brought back. And the first step is to repent. It, we make it sound very hard in the church, and I don't know why we have a habit of when we say repent, something, I don't know why we cringe. I don't know. The first thing we do is look around and want to say, are you talking about me? Are you judging me? Or I ain't done that. Yes, you have. I have. You have. We have. We all need to repent at different stages in life, and it's okay if you repent daily. That is fine. Do what you need to do so you can keep the bread of life active in your life. And when I say repent, Proverbs chapter 28 verse 13 says, Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, 
But he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. You have, it's okay. And you're confessing to the creator. You're confessing to the one who created you, who knew you before you knew yourself. Who knew you before you was even formed or thought about. So he knew everywhere you was going to go. The confession is for your relationship. The confession is for you to admit so you can have a clear conscience and a clear mind and a clear heart about moving on and going to the next steps in life. It is perfectly okay to admit your faults, to admit every place you have wronged or any person you have wronged. There is nothing more irritating than a person who is so self-righteous who comes off as they have never do they never done anything wrong or they never do anything wrong that is offensive within itself that is offensive and what do you mean by that because we all have sinned and come short of the glory of god yes we have and better yet yes we do as you are viewing me currently, we do. It's not always a, pressed, a pre, uh, past tense of things that you have done. You, you have done, I mean, when I tell you, you could currently be offending someone. Or you could uh, currently just be doing something that someone doesn't agree with. And that is okay. Sin is not only towards God or offense is not only towards God. You have to confess sometimes when you have offended your brother and your sister. Some of you want to take everything to God. No, I need you to bring it to me. And what I'm saying, you have to. You have to go to your brother and sister. Because God knows. Yes, God knows. But your brother and your sister also, when you confess to them, it encourages them. And then it gives them the ability to trust you and trust the God that you say is operating in you. Never think that when you're repenting, you sh this, is your, this is your opportunity where you always have to remember, this is my opportunity where I decide to change. Repenting is not just about saying, I'm sorry. What are the actions that you are taking to say I'm sorry or to make the people understand that you are sorry? Or what is the evidence that you are presenting to say you're sorry? It's not all about uh, giving someone a physical uh, gift or money or land or whatever the case is. The evidence is your actions are not letting you, you don't keep repeating that. If you are truly sorry, you do not keep doing the same thing over and over again. Do not tell me you're sorry and you treat me the same way two days later. Or, well, I'm sorry, I didn't complete that task. And then the next task come and you're sorry again. If you're always sorry, you're not truly repenting. You're not truly changing. You're not doing anything to help yourself to be presentable unto the Lord. And I, I'm not one to judge you. I had to come to the place to where I realized 
if I'm really changing, I have to, I, I have to do some things to line up with that change. I have to put myself in a place to where I'm lining up with that change. And what do I mean by that? That is the opportunity where I have to reset my life. Reset the things that I have going on in me. I have to reset the things that I am used to. And every now and then we all should do a reset. Some people call it a hard reset. Some people call it a soft. I'm not here to tell you which way you need to go. But I am here to tell you you do need to reset. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse, I mean 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. In your reset, it said, therefore, if anyone is in Christ... So in your reset, you need to make sure you are doing the things of Christ. You need to make sure you are doing what the living bread is telling you to do. You need to make sure that you're not making up your own reset. You're not making up the things that you want to do it and how you want to do it and when you want to do it. Make an action plan in this reset. And when I say an action plan, you have to physically say what you are going to start walking out. I've, I never really understood until this time in my life how important it is where the scripture states to write the vision and make it plain. It is for you. It is for you. You need something that is going to encourage you because there are going to be days and times when you feel like this action plan is not of God. The Lord, you're not in this because everything is going to come against you. I, I can give you one good example. When I go work out, I'll be feeling perfectly fine until I get on the machine. And all of a sudden, my knee will start hurting. I don't have knee problems. Or one day, my arm will start hurting. I don't, have the, I, I don't have those ailments. Nothing was bothering me until I got in action. Sometimes, once you start the movement is when the pain comes or when the discomfort comes or when the uh, things come against you or even the people come against you. But you have to remember the action plan. In this reset, there was never a promise that uh, the adversary would not try to give you some kind of resistance. There was never a promise or it was never said that you would be able to do it and everything would be roses and it would be simple and easy. In your reset, you have to change your intake. You have to change what you are eating. That could be what you are eating. That could be how often you are eating. And what do you mean by that? 
That means you have to start to evaluate all the things that you are consuming, be it uh, by your mouth, be it by your ears, be it by your eyes, be it by the environment, be aware of everything. Because you are at the place to where you are trying to uh, have the Lord, you're resetting your body or your space or whatever, so the Lord can feed you and you can only take in the things that the Lord will have for you. Or better yet, even more of the things that the Lord will have for you. So you have to realize everything around me matters. Every person around me matters. If you are surrounded by people who do not help you with your vision, and what I mean by that, everybody may not be able to help you monetarily. Everybody may not be able to help you walk some things out. But if they can't do the little things by being concerned and encouraging, encouraging you and tell you, you got this, you can do that, I don't know if they should be in your reset. And in your reset, your environment may and will change at times. So that means the people around you may change. You don't have to fall out with nobody. You don't have to argue with nobody. If you know, things will just start falling away. Anybody who knows anything about uh, when you're exercising or you, you take pictures or whatever and you don't even realize when you get to the size you are, you, the results that you have. And so sometimes when you put on the old clothes and you're like, oh, I got a lot of room in this. And that's how it will be. You'll look around in your environment and you remember, well, such and such used to occupy that space, but it's available. Or I used to like to go here. The last time I went, I was uncomfortable. And it's not even as deep as saying the club. It could be a restaurant. It it doesn't matter your environment you need to be understanding and sensitive to all of these things you and I have to reset from t you have to there's there's no I, I, I don't know even in if you want to look at it naturally you have to reset your body from time to time why because the things we eat they have all kind of additives in them. Sometimes we can help it, sometimes we can't. You have pesticides on your fruits and vegetables. I only eat fruits. I get all of that. Our water sometimes has all kinds of additives in it. Nothing that we consume on a regular is just 100% pure. So we have to cleanse our, cleanse our bodies, cleanse ourselves. It is okay. It's not abnormal, and some people do it more often than others, but you have to do it. And once you have done that, once you have repented, once you have reset and put a program in place and you've started this program, it, that is your process of being renewed. That is your renew stage. That is when you are effectively in the process of walking in newness and what I mean by newness in the things that God will have to you and seeking after the bread of life. When he told them, I have performed a miracle and you have seen me and you still do not believe, 
in the renewed process, you will be able to walk after the things and believe what you have seen and um, intake those things and walk it out. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, is if you did earlier, but it is still what I want to say. That if, therefore, now therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This is your process where you are physically walking out everything that you have set forth in your reset program. This is when you are really applying the things to your life that you have set forth. The vision that you wrote out, the things that you want to accomplish. This is when you are doing that. This is the time and the place. And it is okay for you not to be sure, but it is not okay for you to stop. It is, it is okay for you to be unsure, but it is not okay for you to stop. Resist the desire to return to your old ways, thoughts, or even habits. Resist that. Do not fall into that temptation. And why am I telling you that? Because you come to the place to where you feel like it's not working or I'm not seeing the results I want to see or they don't believe me. They're always doubting me. None of that matters. Stay on the path. Continue on the path. Continue to fight the good fight of faith. Do not get distracted by all the murmuring or all the doubts or all the inner things that you have going on. Stay on the path and fight and continue to trust God and believe. Believe that the living bread is true to you and they are not stirring you in a wrong way. And they're not here. Jesus told them, I didn't come to do the work of myself. I come to do the work of he who sent me. So I am not here just to make you feel good. I'm not here to perform tricks. The everything that I am doing and everything that you are witnessing is for you. Everything that is going on is for you. And it is so crazy how if you go back and read when Jesus was blessing the bread, are you understanding that the bread of life took on the physical bread, blessed it, and it increased? How many times have you doubted what God can do? Why? Because you're not believing that he is the bread of life. He is your food, your sustenance, your livelihood. Everything you need is in him. Everything you need is in him. Everything you need is in him. If you need to, for something to change, how about you take it to the bread himself? How about you take to him only what he can increase and multiply? 
Only what he can make a change in. Only what he can do. Stop holding on to what you believe can happen. Take it directly to the source himself and let him be concerned about it and let him work it out and let him do only what he can do and only how he can do it. Because can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like him. Nobody can do the work that God can do like he can do it. And you have to stand on it. And you have to believe it. And you have to trust in it. And you have to know it with all your being and all your might that I am not living in vain. I am not trusting in vain. I am standing on the bread of life. Can't nobody do it like God can do it. And I thank him. I trust him. And I believe him. Somebody asked me one time, how did you, what made you leave? Just a brief story. I, I grew up in a traditional Baptist church. Love them. No, I don't have a horror story about nowhere I have been a part of. No one ever done anything to me. No one, I, I don't have those stories. I'm not going to talk bad on any, anywhere I have been a part of. And they asked me, I was visiting a senior, and she asked me, what made you leave? I said, well, I was young, and I was witnessing things that didn't take place where I was. So when I would have a question, nobody could answer my question. That has really been my process. Every time the Lord has moved me, it's because I'm experiencing things, and I'm witnessing things, and the Lord is just taking me to another place. I've, I don't have a, I'm not going to talk about what they're doing, what they're not doing. Everybody has a different path in life. But when the bread of life shows me and reveals himself to me, that is the path I go. That is the way I go. When I see miracles, I, I go where the miracles are. And I'm not saying I hop. I don't hop around. I'm a faithful server, servant wherever I go. But what I'm telling you is if the bread is moving, you have to move with the bread. And so many times you become stale because you are sitting, like I told you in the beginning, with the old manna. You are sitting there, and what's crazy is if you even read the story, they were only allotted so much because if they picked up too much, it rotted. It didn't last. So you're talking about the old manna, and half the time it is stale. It is rotten. It has not lasted. And if that is where you are, that is okay. But do not get to the place to where you're judging everyone else. If you haven't repented, if you haven't done a reset, if you're not walking in renew, uh, renewal, newness, you will not understand. And it is not for you to understand. You're not at that place. And it is no judgment. It is no... Uh, now, would I be concerned? Yes. But... We all have those places in life to where we are not at the same stage someone else is in. That is okay. But be cautious 
and be conscious that you are aware of what the living bread is doing and doing currently. How he is speaking and what he is speaking into your life. Do not resist. Do not fight. Don't ask too many questions in the place of make, trying to get the Lord to, the Lord cannot doubt himself. You are playing with your own mind. The Lord ain't, you can't make him doubt what he said. You can't make him doubt his decisions. Just know, trust, and believe that he is in this thing for you. And he has your best interest in mind. He would not tell you anything that he did not already mean to go forth. Anything that he has not already made a path and a way for it to be accomplished. It is our job and our task to believe the Lord and to walk in faithfulness and to walk in truth and trust him every step of the way. Never get to the place to where you let all the naysayers or you let your mind get you to the place to where you stop trusting what you once knew was true and what you may even currently know is true. Trust the Lord. Trust him and believe him. Believe him in everything you do. Just know that fresh bread is here fresh bread is speaking fresh bread is trying to get your attention fresh bread has been laid before you and it is time for us to partake of the fresh bread of the lord the living bread the lord is here the lord is nigh. the lord is present and he is yet Currently speaking, still to us, and it is for us to trust him. It is for us to believe him. It is for us to not doubt him and to count it a privilege to be able to hear the word and the living word of the Lord, to be able to partake of the living bread. People of God, and all you do, and whatever you do, partake of the fresh bread. And what do I mean by fresh? The living bread. What he is saying to you at this current moment. How he is speaking into your life. Whatever it is, trust the Lord. It may not look familiar. It may even look crazy. But trust him. Walk it out. He has given to you. He has given it to me. He has given it to us. It is time. So what we will do is trust. What we will do is trust the bread of life. Trust what we need for nourishment. Trust what we need for sustenance. Trust who the one and only true and living God that we need for our livelihood. God, we trust you. God, we trust you. God, we trust you. God, we trust you. And we will walk according to you. And from this place and in continuance, God, we will walk the way you will have us to walk. And after your living
fresh bread, Lord. God, we thank you so much for all that you are. We thank you so much for speaking to us. We thank you so much for hearing this word, oh God, and being able to stand before your people. God, we thank you for you being the living bread. God, we thank you for being what we need for food. God, you thank you for being our sustenance. God, we thank you for being our livelihood. God, we thank you for being all that we need. God, we trust you. We believe you. And we will walk according to you. And we will eat of the fresh bread, oh God. The old manna is not what we're looking for. The old manna, the old way is not what you are speaking. God, we love you. We appreciate you so much. God, all these things we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for your prayers and generous support that grant us the opportunity to do ministry. Now, this connection doesn't have to end here. Visit our website, engage with our social platforms, comment, review, screenshot, and share your growth with others. And until next time, keep growing.